0: The Cardinals get shut out for the third consecutive game. We'll break down last night's game, including a curious move or non-move in the seventh inning. What does John Mosalak think of prospect Moises Gomez's incredible minor league season? And we'll circle the bases and update you on the other playoff chases around the league. We'll talk about how good Aaron Judge has been. I got a cool stat about Albert Pujols and what the Reds' Joey Votto did last night that was really cool, at least in my book. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. J.D. Hafford. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so that you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. First off, I want to apologize for the delay on the podcast today. I uh, Ended up having to work a, a totally different job throughout the morning and early afternoon, so this is getting out really late. In fact, uh, the Cardinals are already underway in San Diego for their game today on Thursday, so I do apologize about that, but hey, Sometimes you got to do some other things, and the podcast had to take a uh, back seat today. I've also got uh, my dog here with me, who's in my lap, and she's not feeling so well. So hopefully, we don't have any illnesses or sicknesses in my lap while we uh, do this particular podcast. So, uh, other than that, let's move on with the show. Um, Cardinals got shut out again last night. You know the scene in the Natural when the when the Knights are enduring that really bad losing streak. And they have that psychologist come into the room and talk to the guys about losing. And he says, like, losing is a disease as contagious as polio, as contagious as syphilis, as contagious as the bubonic plague. And he just keeps going on and on and on. He says it attacks one, but infects all. And it reminds me of what's going on with the Cardinals right now, and they're hitting. I think this is where the Cardinals are. When it comes to their lack of hitting, I should say it's one of those things that for some reason just kind of takes control of the whole clubhouse and has everyone scratching their heads trying to figure out what needs to be done so that they can break out of the slump. Now, we talk about how good play becomes infectious. And when members of the team have success, it you know lifts those players around them to play better, to give more effort, to play with a little more oomph, if you will. The same can be said about poor play. When one domino falls, others start to fall around them until they just all goes bad. So the Cardinals aren't playing what I would call terrible baseball. They're just not hitting. And it's not just one or two guys. It's not like he can just point the finger at Arenado or Goldie or Paul DeYoung, whoever you want to point the fingers at. They can go all around. Not not anybody really is doing all that much. I mean, everybody's struggling in their own way. They've all been infected with this bout of absolute suckiness at the plate. Um, No one's been immune. And nobody's sure what it's going to take to get them out of this funk, but it's got to end at some point, right? I mean, it's baseball. Like, things go bad for a little bit. A lot of peaks and valleys in the game of baseball. And right now, we are way down here when it comes to uh, the Cardinals hitting. Last night, they go hitless into the seventh inning. Blake Snell, don't get me wrong. He looked great fastball very lively he's throwing harder than I've ever seen the guy throw he's popping 99 last night when did Blake Snell start throwing 99 I don't recall that even in his best years with the Tampa Bay Rays when he was winning Cy Young award uh I don't remember him going 99 but he was all amped up yesterday popping 99 like it was no big deal but the at-bats man they just they look lifeless the guys look slow their eyes they just look glazed over everyone except Albert and Juan Yepes. Uh, Yepes looked pretty good last night, but everybody else looked like Deadman walking to the plate, knowing that they were just going to make an out. That's what it seemed like as they strolled up to the plate and just, ah, let's go for it. it. just, there's nothing there. The Cardinals had only two base runners in the first six innings against Snell. They got the leadoff walk to Nolan Arenado in the second and a one out walk to Paul Goldschmidt in the fourth. Snell strikes out 13 batters last night, allows just three balls hit into the outfield among the Cardinals first 20 outs. It took until two outs in the seventh inning before a single by Albert Pujols broke up the no-hit bid by Blake Snow, and that wasn't even a strike. (laughs) That was going to be ball four, and Albert goes, nope, you guys are shifting on me, and so he serves it into right field. Uh, Next batter was Juan Yepes. He got a hit, but then Paul DeYoung strikes out to end the threat. He ends the inning, and it was the third time DeYoung had struck out in the game, and a lot of people, oh, boy, Twitter was going bonkers last night. A lot of people questioning why, oh, why? Was Paul DeYoung not only in the lineup at all, but still hitting in that situation considering his struggles, why not give somebody else a chance to swing the bat? Manager Ali Marmel was asked about this after the game on whether he contemplated using someone off the bench instead of Paul DeYoung, and he responded with, with who? Against Snell? No. And he looked kind of upset by being asked that question of whether or not he should have pinched it for Paul DeYoung in that spot. And his evaluation overall on the night and how he feels about the club, he said, quote, we faced a really good pitcher. We didn't produce any runs. Guy threw well, upper 90s, had a good slider going, and our bats were quiet. He went on to talk about his confidence in the team right now, saying, I have more confidence in this group now than I did when we were killing the league in offense and nobody was talking about the fact that we weren't scoring runs. I have more confidence in what we are able to do as a club today than I did a month ago. You can tell about people when you go through what we're going through right now, how they respond to it. It tells you a lot about who they are, their character, their ability to fight through it. I have a ton of confidence in them, and they have a ton of confidence in themselves. I know I keep repeating this, but I am concerned zero. Well, I'm glad he feels that way, because for the rest of us, this is downright depressing to watch right now. They got shut out for the third straight game, which ties the longest shutout streak in franchise history. This is the sixth sixth time... That, it was, uh, that it's happened in the third time since 1976. The last time the Cardinals failed to score in three consecutive games was the final three games in 2015. In addition to being held scoreless for 27 consecutive innings, the Cardinals have scored just one run in their last 43 innings, and that came in the 11th inning on Saturday night when they started the inning with a runner on second base. It was the ghost runner, Kisner. Now, there was a bright spot in this game last night, um, and that was pitcher Miles Michaelis. Who looked really good. I mean, he looked good. Much more like the all-star form of Miles Michaelis that we got in the first half of the season. Uh Padre scored the only run of the game in the second inning off of him, and it was an unearned run because of a rare error by Tommy Edmond, who just had trouble on the transition after fielding a grounder, went to pull it out, and the ball just got out of his out of his bare hand, out of his throwing hand. Just it happens from time to time. Uh Jake Woodford, JoJo Romero combined to keep it a one to nothing game. Michaelis only allowed uh, one hit over his final four innings of work, but ultimately the game goes to the Padres, one to nothing. In their last four games, covering 38 innings, the Cardinals have 14 hits and 121 at bats, a collective 116 average. Only one of the hits was an extra base hit, which was a double by Goldschmidt on Tuesday night. This was the 16th time that the Cardinals have been shut out this season, the most in the National League, and their highest total in a season since they were shut out 19 times back in 1995. The struggle is real. The team also made a transaction prior to the game, activating Dakota Hudson from the taxi squad and lefty packy Naughton was optioned to Memphis, although he will remain with the team in California in case a pitcher does get injured. Now, according to Rob Rains from STL SportsPage.com, Hudson is expected to be used in the role that Jordan Hicks had been filling in the bullpen until he got injured. So i uh, not quite sure how I feel about that one. Dakota, not exactly the swing and miss guy that Hicks is, but, I will say this about Hudson. He's got the sinker ball. If he can be that ground ball machine coming in from the bullpen, uh, TJ McFarlane was that guy last year for the team. Didn't, didn't do well this year, but if Hudson could be that guy, then he could be useful. Um, you got to make do with what you have, and hopefully Dakota's recent success you know, can carry over into any appearances that he is going to make out of the bullpen. Now, it wouldn't be the first time that Hudson has had to do this. Back in 2018, when the Cardinals were making a late push for a playoff berth, Hudson had a 2.63 ERA in 27 and a third innings, all of them in relief. He um, had 18 walks in those innings with a 63 percent ground ball rate and a spike in velocity. So maybe he can pull it off. Uh, Jake Flaher- Jake Flair, Jake, <laughs> Jack Flaherty. Gets the start today in San Diego against Joe Musgrove. Flaherty um, yet to win a game in his three starts since returning from the IL. He continues to try and shake off the rust, allowing 18 hits in 15 innings. He was locked seven, hit three dudes, struck out 11 ERA since coming back, 4.8 So, not great. Now, as we get older, we all know that our bodies are going to change, and that's just science. That's just part of life. And it gets tougher to find time to work out with, you know, work, family, Um, and just the need for sleep in general, very important, but you're not ready to give up. Are you? I hope not. You want the energy and you want the body that you once had. And the way to get your hands on that is by trying new genics. is what you need to do. It's not your fault as men age, our body naturally, it'll lose free testosterone, the man hormone It happens to every man. It can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. And remember when winning felt easy? You remember that? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, nugenics, Total T, Testosterone Booster is the place to go and get it. TestoFen that is the name that will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. The Eugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like the testophan, which is obviously something I don't know a lot about. I'm not a doctor, let's be honest, but it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenix Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion, too. So your partner, you're going to notice the difference, too. Now, Nugenix Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. It can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. You can now get a free complimentary bottle. Of Nugenix Total T. when you text MLB to 231231, 231, text now and get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. No charge there. Text MLB to 231231. 231. That's text MLB to 231231. 231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at slash terms. So what else can we talk about? Well, I got, you know, I got to find stuff that's positive, you know? And one of the things that's been positive recently has been the legend, if you will, of Cardinals prospect Moises Gomez. It continues to gain momentum after the 24-year-old slugger hit his minor league-leading 37th home run of the season on Tuesday. Now, people want to know more and more about him and what his future with the franchise might be, especially with the big club not hitting a, a lick in the last few days. You hear about a guy who's in the minor leagues who's at A mashing 37 bombs this season. He's not up on the team when this team can't hit. So they want to know what's going on with Moises Gomez. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to the past episodes where we've talked about him, here's a quick synops- synopsis. Okay, he was uh, in the Rays organization, and he was highly thought of. Like they, they, they had a lot of faith in what he might become. He showed a lot of power and promise, but then he struggled with the strikeouts. He was hitting in the 100, so they released him last season. The Cardinals decided, let's take a chance. They grab him as a free agent. Started him this season at AA Springfield. Now, Gomez hit 11 home runs in his first 17 games there. Pretty impressive. Slugged 1.048 in his first month as a card to farmhand and rarely slowed down. He just kept it going. 23 home runs in uh, Class AA. That earned him a promotion in late June to the highest affiliate. That would be AAA Memphis. Now, there, Gomez hit 272 with a 544 slugging percentage and 888 OPS, and he hit 14 home runs in his first 54 games. He also strikes out a lot. He struck out 74 times in 195 at bats, but they knew that 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 was something that it was going to be a part of his game. Now his 37th home run, it ties the organization's mark for most home runs in a single season by a minor leaguer since 1960, when the stat could be confirmed. Now only Felix de Leon back in 1962 and Tyrone Horn, 1998. So he put those names into some corner kind of like, like trivia box and save them for later. Cause those are some names that you're not going to hear a lot about anymore. Uh, but anyway, those guys also had 37 home runs for the Cardinals affiliates in a single season. Gomez has done it in his first year with the organization, and now the Cardinals have to decide, what do you do with them? Do you keep them? You know, obviously, you're like, well, why wouldn't you keep them? Well, here's what's going on. Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch talked to President of Baseball Operations John Mozeliak about Gomez recently, who said, we feel from an organizational pro- uh, perspective, That he really changed his trajectory. He still has swing and miss. But the type of contact, the hard contact that he was making consistently was not something that was just a blip at Class AA Springfield. He was able to continue it, look at his numbers, and you compare them to people you're familiar with, and they're comparable. We're going to have to make a very difficult decision whether to add him to the roster at some point or not. Now, Gomez will have enough minor league service time to qualify for free agency this winter unless he is added to the Cardinals' 40-man roster within five days after the World Series concludes. The Cardinals are considering where Gomez fits in, their 2023 plans, and there are advocates for him to be added, protected, and brought to Major League Spring Training as a rostered player to find out if he fits in. Now, having a DH in the NL obviously helps this. It creates an obvious lane where he could get called up, but you assume Juan Yepes would have the inside track on that job next season with Pujols retiring. But that's what spring training is for. Let them compete for a spot. I, for one, hope that they do give Gomez a chance and keep him around the power. has always been there, so why not use it? Let's see what he's got. And, yes, you're going to get fed up with the strikeouts. I know we all did with Nolan Gorman striking out all over the place. Uh, Young player, Nolan Gorman. Gomez, a couple of years older, so maybe it won't be quite as bad, but still. I I just I hate seeing talent walk out the door. You know, and especially I, I especially if you don't get anything for him. Like I don't that's I don't want that. Do you want that? <laughs> I want I want to see them give these guys a chance. Like it still upsets me to see uh Adolis Garcia with the Rangers hitting for power and having good seasons. He was an all star last year for for good sake, goodness sakes. Um I, I don't want to see that happen again. You know, I see Patrick Wisdom, who's hitting home runs for the Cubs this year. You know, I, I feel like the Cardinals could use some of that off the bench. So I don't want to see him just get away. So hopefully he doubts him. But we'll keep you posted. We'll see what the future is for Moises Gomez. Uh, we're going to circle the bases and update you on the other playoff chases around the league. What the Reds' Joey Votto did last night that I thought was really, really cool. I think it was awesome as a fan to see him do this. And some wild stats from the season, including one from our very own Albert Pujols. We will do that next right here on On Cardinals. All right, time to circle the bases, as I like to call it, with two weeks left in the season. We've got an update on the playoffs around the league, so let's start over in the American League. In the AL, the Yankees lead the East by six and a half games over the Blue Jays. Cleveland is up six games on the White Sox in the Central, and Houston already clinched the West. Wild card-wise, Toronto and Tampa Bay are in the first two spots. Seattle has a four-game lead excuse me, over the Orioles for the third spot. Can you even imagine, though? Think about this for a second. Can you imagine if Seattle falls, the AL East would have four teams in the playoffs? Yankees, Toronto, Tampa, and Baltimore. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, Only Houston has has clinched a spot so far, so it could still all change. But talk about a, a solid division right there. Uh, how about the National League? You got the Dodgers. They've won the West. The Mets and Braves continue to fight for the East, but both have already clinched playoff spots. The Cardinals still hold the commanding lead in the Central. Wild card-wise, you got the Padres with a one-and-a-half game lead over Philly for the second wild card spot, and the Phillies are two-and-a-half up on the Brewers for the third spot. Talking about the Yankees, talking about the AL East. Aaron Judge, man. Matt, what, what a career year this guy's having, and Perfect timing, right? He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And I remember there was a point, and I don't know if it was August. had to be August. that uh, I made the argument that Paul Goldschmidt was a better hitter than Judge. And I'm going to stand by that because at that time, the numbers said Paul Goldschmidt was having a better season. But since September, dude, Judge has just been on a tear. It's been all about Judge. He's in a better position now than Goldschmidt to become only the 11th player in AL-NL history to lead the league in batting average home runs and RBIs. We call that the Triple Crown. Last in games for, oh my gosh, last in games for Aaron Judge, 20 for 40. So he's hit 500 with five home runs and 10 RBIs. He leads the AL in batting average by decimal points. So he's tied in a way with Xander Bogarts at 317. Home runs at 60 and RBIs with 128. Goldie, by the way, the triple crown kind of, kind of out the window by now. Uh, Ten points behind Freddie Freeman in batting average. Goldie hitting .320. Five behind Schwarber in home runs. Goldie's got 35, and he's nine RBIs behind Pete Alonzo in the RBI race with 112. So the gap between Aaron Judge's major league leading home run total of 60, and then the next closest competitor in all of baseball, the Philly Schwarber, who's got 40, is 20 home runs. He's got 20 more than the next closest guy. That is nuts. The only other player in history to lead the rest of the Major League field by at least 20 home runs was Babe Ruth. And his largest margin was 35 way back in the day. But the biggest margin for anyone not named Babe Ruth was Jimmy Fox's 17 home run lead top the MLB rankings back in 1932, a long time ago. How about a stab for Albert Pujols? We know he's had a good year. Uh, OPS plus of 142, which is 42% higher than the league average. And not only... Is it as high as since his previous season with St. Louis back in 2011, when he had a uh, OPS plus of 148? But it is the second highest of any player with at least 200 plate appearances in a season, in which that player was 42 years or older. The only better offensive season by a player that old was a guy named Barry Bonds, who put up a 169 OPS plus in his final season in 2007. 28 home runs that year for Bonds also the only higher total for a player 42 years of age or older than Pujols is 19 that he's got so far this year. And then finally, I want to point this out because uh, I just saw this on TV and online and I thought it was really cool. So the Reds' Joey Votto, he's been out. He had shoulder surgery back on August 19th, so he's out for the rest of the season. But he hasn't been a stranger around Reds' home games this year. He's been doing some work in the TV booth. And on Wednesday night, The Boston Red Sox are in Cincinnati, and Joey Votto decided, you know what? I want to walk around the stadium a little bit. So he casually just takes a camera crew with him, starts walking around the ballpark, sporting a Barry Larkin jersey, who also does TV for the Reds, if you're not familiar. He mingled with fans. He took pictures. He signed autographs. And it was really funny when he would just, because they didn't always have the camera crew right by him. Okay, there are moments where he's making his way like in the upper deck, like in the 500 section where the guys paid like 10 bucks to go to the game where he just casually just sits up there and people are around him and they have no idea. It's Joey Votto sitting there. Joey's got like a beard and stuff now, so he looks a little bit different. But then people start realizing that that's him. They're like, oh, my gosh. And. It was just kind of neat. It was pretty funny and also very cool of them as the kids and adults alike got a kick out of seeing the uh, future Reds Hall of Famer and perhaps Major League Baseball Hall of Famer up close and personal. So I just thought that was good stuff. And I don't know. I think I think if uh, if guys who are injured and they're playing in a city where it's been a tough year doing something like that, I think that's neat. You know, the, the closer you can get to the fans, the better, in my opinion. All right, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every game and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, the Cardinals in action right now as I'm recording this against San Diego. They fell behind one to nothing. That's all I've seen so far. Um, they got a 7.5 game lead on the Brewers in the Central. Pujols, As of this moment, still at 698, uh, 12 games to play. So it's getting closer. It's getting closer to the end of the season. Uh, Hopefully Jack Flaherty can uh, do better than he did in that first inning where he gave up a run. So as always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Again, I apologize for the late release of this podcast life, man. Life takes control. And sometimes you got to move things around. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. I'm sure you understand. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals.